0: Hey, this is Fletch, and before we get on with this week's podcast episode, we just wanted to remind you that we don't do this alone.
1: No, we don't.
0: We are part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, which is just a group of really cool people podcasting. They're homeschoolers, and they have a bunch of topics on this uh, radio network that we belong to that we want to encourage you, our listener, to go check out. For example, are you
1: insane? (laughs) That's not even a question.
0: Yes. That's if you're homeschooling, you're insane. The Homeschool Sanity <laughs> Show, it's on there. You want to know about the Constitution? Are you fed up that the government is shut down?
1: Well, yeah.
0: Well, hello. Professor Woody Wilson runs a Constitution podcast.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I need family renewal. And um, I could learn to speak life. And I probably need some dollars and cents. And, you know, we're better together. And...
0: Come on. There's a bunch. Yeah. So... Listeners, if you like homeschooling IRL, go to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Check out the other podcasts, and when you're there, tell them Fletch and Kenj sent you, and you will get a ton of cool stuff. Really? No, not at all. Okay. But go check it out.
1: From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast with your hosts, Andy and Kendra Fletcher. As veteran homeschooling parents, Fletch and Kendra discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other in the gospel. The Homeschooling IRL podcast promises to be honest, transparent, and witty as they uncover what it means to homeschool in real life.
0: All right, this is Fletch.
1: And this is Kendra.
0: And we are here for Homeschooling IRL. This is the spooky (laughs) edition.
1: Really? Yeah, what's the title of uh, our show? Well, our title this week is Homeschooling Halloween and Harry Potter.
0: Holy moly, are you kidding me? Yes. No. Yeah, we just lost some listeners because as homeschoolers, we just tied in Harry Potter and Halloween. There are people turning the station off because they're afraid they are going to be turned into a newt.
1: So. I promise.
0: No one's going to be turned into a newt. You may grow a wart. Okay. So homeschooling, Halloween, and Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. How are we connecting the three of these? Why are we connecting the three of these? First off.
1: How many conversations have you been in with people who educate their children at home or who are Christians or both? And uh, the conversation turns ugly. Because nobody can agree on the level of participation or non-participation in the holiday of Halloween.
0: Right. I've been in plenty. Or I've been in the, well, let's just agree to disagree. And people leave with smirks, attitudes, and opinions.
1: Well, and That's a lot of pride.
0: That happens. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, then what about the Harry Potter one? Do you allow your kids <laughs> to watch them? You know, the one I like is we don't read witchcraft and we don't read books about wizards. We allow Narnia. We're cool with that, but we're not cool with Harry Potter.
1: Those are good wizards.
0: Those are good wizards. And C.S. Lewis is, in fact, dead. So he's better as a writer than J.K. Rowling, who's alive. Or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Um, No, I just think that we can set up our flags and then... Take our flags out of the ground and smack people to death with them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? How far are you going to take this? Because uh, there is a witch in Hansel and Gretel. So do you not read Hansel and Gretel or other classic fairy tales to your children?
0: Well, really, before we get too far along, yeah. um, let, let's just maybe one at a time. Let's just talk about Halloween. Okay. Um, people have very real opinions about this. hmm Because why?
1: Well, historically, and we won't get into that, because if you want to uh, research the history of Halloween, you can look all over the internet, and it's everywhere there for you. So we'll just skip that. But people, Christians, definitely draw a line between Halloween and the world, or Satan, or evil. Good. Okay? Right? Yes, definitely. We're not saying that's wrong. Right, but I'm asking you this question on this topic tonight. Are evil spirits worse or more active on Halloween than any other day of the year? Um, probably not. No.
0: If, matter of fact, if I was an evil spirit, that's the night <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't okay. be
1: active right, because, because I'd be like,
0: everybody's expecting me to be
1: active. <laughs> and I'm just going to trick them. So I'm not going to be active Right. Tonight. Okay.
0: I'm going to be active on Christmas.
1: Yeah, well, Easter is um, uh-huh. a good time to be All active. I know.
0: You know what you'll hear is Halloween isn't what it was when we were little kids. Typically, the person saying that is an American who okay. remembers the greatest decade of all time, the 1970s, <laughs> when they were dressed up with little plastic masks and elastic string.
1: Okay, but would you agree with that? Because I, I would say definitely so, and I don't have a hugely strong opinion against Halloween. You know, like, some people just absolutely want nothing to do with it. But I would say it, it is a lot more evil... Than it was when we were kids.
0: Well, I would just encourage you to do a Google search on Halloween from the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. Okay. I, I was recently on a on a website where they I saw this. You know, most of the imagery was ghosts and ghouls, yeah, and witches, yeah. So I think we lived in a a time zone, or we lived in a decade, or we we've lived in a lifetime where we saw more fun
1: okay. costumes,
0: yeah. But I think typically and traditionally it's been tied into more evil costume. And and what are, what are the different, what would we say are some of the different positions people take?
1: Well, definitely the ones I know is either Christians will say, we have no participation in this holiday. So we're going to hang a sign on the door that says we're believers. We don't do Halloween. Sorry, you know, end of story. And then they do whatever they do inside their home. So they kind of lock themselves away, maybe out of some fear. Okay, other end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum would be full participation, all in, and usually with. Uh, I mean, this is probably a blanket statement, and I could get really railed for this, but usually with some disdain toward those believers who feel very convicted not to participate. Okay, sort of maybe laughing, like, "Ah, what's the big deal?" Okay,
0: so you have maybe those, and then in between you have the harvest parties. Yep. Um, trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reformation Day parties?
1: Yes, but Reformation Day is a historic event that occurred on October 31st and is really actually separate. It just coincides, you know, in time with Halloween. It's just the same date. Okay. And so, I wonder if those Reformation uh celebrations would exist if there wasn't Halloween on that night. You know what I'm saying? Like are people using Reformation Day celebrations as an alternative to Halloween or would they exist Without Halloween. Okay,
0: so this is a great question because I think this is a true statement. I think if Reformation Day was in February, yeah. there are those who would still celebrate Reformation Day. Sure. I also believe that because it's on October 31st, yeah. there are those that celebrate it with their nose in the air,
1: Yeah, that
0: it's a more holy thing to do than Halloween. Fletch. Me?
1: We did this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we used to throw, like, 300-person parties at our house. And
1: they were a blast. For we Reformation had a lot of Day, yeah. yeah. And
0: and kids would dress up, hey, just like Halloween. Yep. And there would be a party,
1: hey, just like Halloween. Right.
0: And we would boldly say that this was a better thing to do than Halloween. Yes, And we, yes. Would, we would really try and uh, school other Christians on yep. this topic. I'd, yeah. So <laughs> we did that. Right. So that's how I can, I guess I can...
1: And in saying that, we're not saying Reformation Day parties were bad. No. They were fun. And we would do them again. But maybe we a different remember the time art? we killed the cow? Yeah, that's not a good memory. No. Why are you bringing it up? <laughs> well, I think our listeners
0: were like, that's
1: okay. real life. Yeah, that's... That this is homeschooling. That is real
0: life. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, Halloween, we have a full spectrum of mm-hmm. attitudes, behaviors, mm-hmm. participants. And are we here tonight to say what the answer is?
1: Oh, I just feel like the encouragement here would be to say that if you are operating in some form out of fear, that this is not the time to be fearful. We as believers, there's no fear in us against the evil one. Because John, 1 John 4, 4 tells us that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So that's what I would say in response to anybody trying to figure out how to do this Halloween thing with their Christian family is if you're operating from a place of fear, just give that over to God.
0: Yeah. But I think you're missing part of the fear though. Okay. I'll agree with that. There are people who are operating in fear, but their fear that their kids are going to be tainted
1: <laughs> by the world. Okay. So we're going to talk yeah.
0: about this later, maybe in the podcast. All right. We have another, said the Harry Potter segment. Yeah. We'll talk about this, but that's the other end of the sphere. It's not just fearful of the holiday, mm-hmm. but fearful of giving their kids an appetite for worldly things like Snicker bars and Three Musketeers and Kit Kats and costuming and and being and looking like the world.
1: Right. We don't want to be
0: and look like the world at all. Right. We're gonna we're gonna be so separate mm-hmm. that we're not even going to come close to participating. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's You're right. That is one fear. Yeah. The other end of that. I mean, we're saying we want to encourage. Okay. The other encouragement are the people who, on the very other end of the spectrum, are all in because of what evangelism, reaching out, meeting the culture, mm-hmm. and almost go into it with blind abandon, no breaks on, and no consideration for some of those very real concerns. Right. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna take part in a hell house and You know, show death and mayhem and and just throw our family into that all in the name of reaching our neighbors for Christ. Mm. So I guess on both sides of that, there's warnings, there's concerns. And I think like everything we say on homeschooling IRL, eyes wide open. Yeah. Living grace with those other Christians around you Mm -hmm. and Christian homeschoolers. um, You know, here's a little funny joke for us. Uh, Christian homeschoolers that trick-or-treat on Halloween. Yeah. What's their favorite thing to eat on, on Halloween? <laughs> I don't know. Other homeschoolers. Oh! oh. Know, that's a horrible And joke.
1: it's good and plenty. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> um, no, we just love to devour one another yeah. with our own opinion and our own standards. Right. Um, and so we have Halloween and, and we we just want to encourage mm-hmm. that there are going to be people that you meet throughout the spectrum on this topic. Yeah. Um And... And we're just encouraging people to show grace. Mm-hmm.
2: What makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. Got better. Burn already! Tell me, what do you do with witches? Burn
0: already
2: And what do you burn apart from witches? For witches!
0: So Halloween, we haven't really told anybody our opinion, no. and, and that's a safe thing to do.
1: Because, I it's self-preservation yeah. on that one. And, you know,
0: I think you're going to go out there and make your own decision. Uh, we're just hoping to make you think a little bit more or ask a few questions. Yeah. But have we talked about everything we want to talk about?
1: No, because I think there's a, there's a key element here that I've been thinking about a lot this week on this topic. What's that? Well, you know, it occurred to me that for one thing, as believers, we don't have the luxury of sitting in a closet and locking ourselves away. So it sounds really altruistic and fabulous to say, we're going to build these high walls and we're going to protect our family. And yes, that is part of our duty as parents. However, we are also called to reach a dying world with the gospel. And what we see with Halloween or um, any day of the year is we see our culture grasping at things to find their value and their worth and their acceptance in anything but Jesus. Okay. And Halloween's just another one of those things. It's an excuse to party. It's a... Uh, It's cultural, so they grew up with it, right, without really maybe even thinking. It's kind of like soccer, you know, like so many of us just put our kids in soccer because that's what Americans do, right? Sure. We don't think about it. We don't stop to think about it. And so I was kind of mulling that over this week, and I'm thinking, you know, we are called to live on mission. And what that means is God has placed each of us in this time, in this time period, in 2013, for a purpose. In a specific place, and for for a homeschooling mother who doesn't necessarily delve outside of her home too much, um, that place is her home. But it may also be the doctor's office. It may also be her church. It may also be the grocery store, um, and, and any other place that you are um, meeting the world and seeing people's need for Jesus. So he's equipped you. He's put you in this time, this frame, this place, this uh, culture. And um, your job is to to point people to Jesus and say, this is the only answer. He is the only one who's going to fill you up,
0: right? Right. So now one thing I love, November 1st through October 30th. Yeah. Homeschooling
1: families. Wait Tuck a minute. To- November 1st through October 30th? Yes. Listen. Follow, would you follow me here? <laughs> no. Oh,
0: Wait a listener, minute. Listen, don't Larry be t- confused <laughs> with Kendra. Just follow me. We've been married for
1: twenty-three years. How well do I follow you?
0: November first <laughs> through October thirtieth. Yes. Okay. Okay. That, that's okay. A, That's three hundred and sixty-four days. Oh,
1: uh, okay. Gotcha.
0: So November first through October thirtieth. Yes. Homeschoolers are locked away in their two-story <laughs> uh, McMansion. Mc, McMansions. They're. It, they're. You no. Know, all I the kids are huddled around the table, and mm-hmm. they're doing their their homeschool studies. The mom grabs hands and says, let's pray for our neighbors. Let's pray for opportunities to reach our neighbors with the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're they praying for opportunities to reach out to their neighbors. They're right. looking for opportunities to reach out to their neighbors.
1: Well, I would hope so. And,
0: and maybe they're creating opportunities. Maybe they're saying, hey, let's go visit them door to door. Right.
1: On October
0: 31st, that 365th day of the year. Yeah. People come to their house. Yeah, that's awesome. And knock on the door.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm just wondering,
0: why are people, why are Christians not flocking to this opportunity to answer the door and reach out to their neighbors? Now, there's a difference. I, and I know what we're saying again is you don't have to dress up in costumes and get all Halloweeny. That sounds bad. <laughs> but... You can at least open the door. Now, do I think it should just be open the door, hand out a Bible track? No, that's lame. If you're taking part in Halloween, <laughs> hand out the best darn candy on the block.
1: Yes, be yes. Be an
0: example of a, just be the best example for Christ you can be.
1: And be that family that your neighbors say, what, what a great guy, so friendly, you know, looked me in the eye and said, Hey, my name's Fletch. And you know, we've lived down the street from each other, and who are you, and what do you do, and look that person in the eye and say, I want to know you, and I want to um, earn the right to speak into your life.
0: Maybe that'll come later.
1: Yeah, but... Maybe
0: that'll come at Thanksgiving. But maybe how awesome
1: come at- is Halloween for an open door to that? Oh my
0: goodness, it's yeah. great. Now, here's the other thing. I, I've taken our kids out trick-or-treating in the past. Yeah. I get tired. Mm-hmm. And I get bored.
1: Yeah. And then you steal their candy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fact. That's true. Well, and, the good ones.
0: But I'm a dentist and it's a professional thing. I need to analyze all candy <laughs> for sugar content and tabby oh, yeah. causing capability. Okay. No. So, but here's the deal. One thing I remember doing, uh, was it last year or the year before? We, we had a table out with hot coffee, hot chocolate. And um, I, we talked to a friend at church who had their bathroom available. You know what it's like to be six blocks away from your house (laughs) and have to use a bathroom? What a great thing. So there are other things you can do other than just answer the door and shove a tract in someone's face that says Jesus loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life.
1: Show them, show them the love of Jesus on this day that, that the world seeks in no way to honor God. Take it, take it back and say, this is a day like any other day, but this is a day that wow, I've got people coming to my door and I can look that little one in the eye and say, you know what? Um, I'm your neighbor and I'm going to give you a really nice piece of candy here and you're welcome in our home because we want to show you Jesus.
0: Right. Now, you know what's going to potentially happen? What? The pro and Mm anti-Halloweeners are going to go... Can we call
1: them Halloweenies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The pro and anti-Halloweenies are are going to... Maybe run to this blog post and write opinions or tell us where we missed the mark or where we hit the mark.
1: Absolutely. That's not what we're looking for. Bring it on. Oh, really? Uh, Okay. No, I know. know. I'm looking for
0: controversy on this one. I know. It's just the ability to maybe offer a different perspective that you haven't heard.
1: Yeah. Hey, do
0: you have anything else to
1: say? Well, a couple of things. Because you know me.
0: I can ask you this five times, and
1: you're always gonna have something <laughs> else. No, 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 no. Two things. First of all, you brought up the blog post thing, so if you're gonna write that comment, um, we probably won't engage. Just so you know, you're welcome to um, voice your opinion, and that's just fantastic. Um, but we're, we're probably not gonna go that path, right? Probably. Okay. And then the other thing would be, just okay. So we didn't get to this. This is so you didn't let me finish. He's sitting here shaking his head. This is a podcast. They can't see you. <laughs> All right. So the other part of that living on mission thing that I was going to say is that I was thinking about what it is like for a foreign missionary. And if we up and moved our entire family to a Muslim country and it was Ramadan, what, what would our response be? Do you think that... Did they dress up on Ramadan? <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't care if it's Ramadan. What if you're in a Hindu country and there's some... No, we're talking about
0: the right thing.
1: (laughs) Okay. And there is some celebration, some cultural celebration that everybody participates in. What are you as the missionary going to do? If your desire is to reach that Muslim man or woman, that Hindu man or woman for the gospel of Jesus Christ, are you going to shut the door and lock it and walk away and say... (gasps) We don't want to go out there and be on the street tonight because it might taint our children because I might, you know, it's some evil spirits abound. Let me tell you something. Evil spirits abound every single day. Satan is out to steal and destroy every single day. And our response to that every single day is to say, I'm going to stand in the marketplace and I'm going to tell people about Jesus because they're in bondage to, to anything. To anything else, not just a false religion or um, anything. Yeah. right? really okay. good theology. Yeah, <laughs> in bondage to really good theology. Yeah, to anything other than Jesus and his redemption Alone. on the cross. Alone. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. Alone, exactly.
0: Hey, one of the things we like to do on Homeschooling IRL is interview... People that we think are doing it well. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this week on this topic, we have a, a good friend of our family's. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, we have Eric Kelgard. So, uh, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family?
2: How many kids do you have? Well, my wife Lisa and I have eight children. They range in age from 19 down to five.
0: Really? That seems really? very similar to our
2: family. Isn't it funny how that happened?
1: You guys are crazy people.
2: We We are crazy.
1: <laughs> so he likes. Likes you.
2: So nineteen year olds, you must have a couple in college, right? We have two in college, freshmen, at the same time. Are you home colleging them? We're not home <laughs> colleging them. We actually we we let their wings grow and we let one fly to San Diego and one to Chicago.
0: Woo. Okay, so hey, that's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about um in a sense, engaging culture. This uh episode of homeschooling IRL is about uh we, we're talking about Halloween, we're talking about Harry Potter, and we're talking about getting our kids to engage culture. So like we said at the beginning, we've chosen you because we think you and Lisa are a couple that have done this well. Now, you're answering the phone alone tonight, right? I am. And that is because your wife is not with you.
2: She's not, which makes me very nervous.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> That's dangerous. So where is she tonight? While you're here in uh, the middle of California, she is? She's in Kenya. Okay, so for our listeners, Eric and Lisa um, served as missionaries to Kisumu, uh, Kenya. And uh, you want to talk about homeschooling in real life. They took eight kids across the country, across the world yeah. to Kenya.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy.
0: For tonight, what, we're, what we want to talk to you about was engaging in culture. Now, there's one thing we've seen your family do. Pretty well, and that 's uh, take part in sporting events and and kind of engage
2: the culture so it's not limited to sporting events, but why don't you talk to us a little bit about what you guys do? Uh, we decided to get our kids involved in uh, the local football program uh, here in the town where we live, and uh, we were pretty uh, nervous about it, I guess initially because we were pretty um, we were pretty tight conservative. Homeschool family, and uh, we knew that allowing them to get into sports at the local level, uh, especially football, would probably be a little messy. And um, it was it was fun for our family, and we did it all together, and everybody went to games and rooted on brothers while they played. But um, ultimately, you know, most of our kids ended up telling us that they learned. Every bad word they knew from football.
1: Awesome.
0: Sweet. We just talked about on our podcast how some of our kids learned bad words by going to church. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So they've um, they they have played every year. Now you've done football, and I think your family has
2: done swimming. Yes. Anything else? I don't know. Can you remind me?
1: Well, um, you had a ballet dancer for a couple of years.
2: Oh yeah, we did. We did, but I don't think she learned too many bad words at ballet. Um, <laughs> yeah. um but but we just we just decided that um you know, we wanted to uh give our kids uh an opportunity to be around kids that weren't just like themselves and um you know, we were a little intentional, but I don't necessarily think it was a huge plan we had all written down and and focused on. It just kind of happened naturally where we said, most of the people we hang out with are all Christians. They all think a lot like we do. They all do a lot of the same stuff we do. They all have big bands like we do. (laughs) Um, let's, let's go try and engage with some folks and see, you know, what God will do through us, uh, you know, really working in the community.
0: Cool. Now that's kind of what we're talking about now. Um, you know our podcast is called Homeschooling in Real Life, so we want to talk about both sides of this equation. On one side is whether or not you intended to be intentional. Um, you've gained um, some positives, right? You've gained uh, access to families you wouldn't have had access to, and you've had the opportunity to share the gospel with uh, people that you just you just wouldn't have otherwise. Correct
2: yeah i think that's true and i don't want anybody to think we're so bold that we're standing on the sidelines evangelizing anybody but i think the fact that you know we were a big family uh we all looked like we liked one another um lisa and i looked like we had a a good marriage relationship and we came out and supported our kids and um shared about the church we went to and shared about you know what we believed and uh, what we did as families, and a lot of people thought that sounded quite different and were interested in talking and hearing a little more.
0: So um, so some of those questions were directly just by the fact that you guys had a big old wacky family. You drove a big old wacky van, and you showed up with seven fans on the sideline, right? Yeah, Okay. exactly. So on the real-life part of it. Uh, has there been some
2: negative has there been some oh we didn't anticipate this to have happened well I think honestly I mean when we started it all i don't i don't think we anticipated um the uh the language and not that our kids started saying all of the words um i i don't think uh we were prepared um that early to have to go in and uh explain uh what a number of things meant and, uh, that they were not appropriate, that they were inappropriate, um, to be used. And yeah, some people used them, but we weren't going to use them. So I think language was one thing. I think, um, you know, we, um, we got to see a lot of people that we had never met before and it was an opportunity to, um, rub shoulders. And that was a, that was a good thing, but it was also, um, kind of tough just stepping out of our bubble, stepping out of our comfort zone, hanging out with a group of people that um, that were very different from us. And I think what really made it easy is that there were um, a couple other, not many, but there were a couple other outspoken Christian families in the, in the um, football program, though not homeschooling families. And they loved on us and took us in and made us feel really comfortable right away. And I think that's um, you know, that's part of our responsibility, you know, that we have that same responsibility to others, whether they're Christians or not, reaching out, loving on them, making them feel comfortable.
1: Okay. So, so, Eric, um, making a choice like that in a uh in a setting where you were really surrounded by a lot of homeschoolers, did you guys get slack for that decision?
2: Um, I, I think that there were probably some raised eyebrows, just kind of people surprised that we would uh, choose to do that. Um, you know, and, and it's not only the interaction with people, it's the amount of time that it takes for your family. And, and honestly, Fletch, I can remember some, sometimes we had conversations when we first started and, and you'd say, you guys really have time to do this. You know, you need to keep it in perspective and not let it take control of you, um, and turn it into a family event because if it's not a, a family event and it's just something you're doing with one or two of the kids then um it's got the you know the the possibility it has the possibility of 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 not helping the family but helping to break down the family.
0: Well hey, I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening to talk to us. And can awesome. anything else for him?
1: No, I so appreciate your uh willingness to be candid and um I, one thing that keeps striking me as you're talking, Eric, is the fact that you guys are willing to have those tough conversations with your kids. And I really appreciate that about you guys.
0: Hey, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, so if you're still listening, if you're like one of the two people around, <laughs> feel free to leave a comment on this blog post and oh. say, I'm here. Because I think it's pretty much like my mom and maybe.
1: <laughs> Dude, like, you are a glutton for punishment.
0: Yeah. So homeschooling and Harry Potter and Halloween. That's the name of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the Harry Potter part. You know, I was, when I talk about Harry Potter, first off, again, this is a dividing line. We get it. There are some homeschoolers that want nothing to do with the book series because it has to do with wizardry, witches, um, whatever, mm-hmm. everything else. Right. Here's the truth. I didn't read the books. Huh? Go figure. Fletch didn't read the book. Wow. But I watched the movies and um, I watched all of them. I Mm -hmm. watched them with a son who wanted to watch them. And Mm -hmm. it was important to me to watch them with him. I didn't have some rule that they had to read the books first. Um, We just watched through the movies. Now, here I am, Christian homeschooling dad, watching the Harry Potter movies. And for the most part, you know, they're just... I love movies, first off, if you don't know that about me. I'm a movie fanatic. And I'm watching, I'm enjoying it. But all of a sudden, in Harry Potter 5... The movie again. I don't know if it's in the book because again, I didn't read it. Um, they they introduce us to this character, Dolores Umbridge, mm-hmm. and uh, she's she. You can tell right off the bat, she's different than every other character. Um, she's a new teacher at Hogwarts School, and she is pink. Okay. Hey. she wears a little pink pillbox hat, or is that what they're called, pillbox hats?
1: I, you know what? You want to know something? What? I didn't watch the movies.
0: You didn't want and, you're, and you didn't read the books. No,
1: I am a Christian. Yeah.
0: That's funny. Anyhow. um, She's, you know, this little pink teacher. Totally different than an teacher. But why she stood out was I found so many connections between Dolores Umbridge and homeschoolers. (gasps) Yeah. So check this out. She, the whole premise of what she's teaching is she's she's teaching practical magical skills. Mm. But her, her premise is there's nothing out there. So what Dolores says is she teaches theory versus reality. And uh, she's teaching what she calls defensive skills in a risk-free way.
1: There's nothing in here about using defensive spells. Using spells? <laughs> well, I can't imagine why you would need to use spells in my classroom.
2: We're not going to use magic.
1: You will be learning about defensive spells in a secure, risk-free way.
2: What use is that? If we're going to be attacked, it won't be risk-free.
1: Students will raise their hands when they speak in my class.
0: Ooh, yeah. okay. So Harry Potter says to her, well, what use is that? Because if we're going to be attacked, it's never going to be risk-free.
1: Oh. So you see the connection I'm I see a little wisdom yeah. there. Yep. So yep.
0: she's saying um, there is nothing out there, and there's nothing to be worried about. So much like a homeschooler, you know, homeschoolers pluck their kids... Out of the public school system, they bring them home. Yeah. And they never engage the world again. At least some of them do. And that's that's the connection I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, they sterilize their kids uh, from the world. And here's the deal. They think they're taking their perfect kids yes, out of a sin-filled environment.
1: But you know what the problem with that is? <laughs> yeah, I do know what the problem with that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> their kids are sinners. Right. They're loaded with sin.
1: And you know what else? What? Their parents are too.
0: Um. Yeah, their kids, our kids, your kids, were loaded with
1: sin. Yeah,
0: and so they the idea is that we're going to disengage from culture, and parents, some Christian homeschool parents, mm-hmm. never intend on letting their kids leave the classroom.
1: <laughs> and when they do, yeah,
0: when is it that they let them do? When they get married, right? When they're done with school, they right. want a marriage. And here's the deal: what have we seen? We've seen these Christian homeschool kids. They've never learned <sighs> to engage their culture. Yeah. They've never learned anything. In, they've never practiced mm-hmm. real life. You know, They call it magic. But they've never practiced their real life skills. Yeah. So they get into marriage. And what have we seen? We've seen these Christian homeschooled kids. And dang it, there's guys that are addicted to pornography. Yeah,
1: multiple times I've they, seen this. They yeah. fall
0: into debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They flee to worldliness. Right. You have guys that are addicted to video games.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they're addicted to food or they're just plain fat and lazy. Now, did I blanket statement there? Sure I did. Mm-hmm. Did I mean it? No I didn't. But what I'm saying is I've seen this in the kids that were not given the opportunity to live out their faith in the real world. Um they've had a parent running down the highway cleaning the road in front of them.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: As opposed to telling their kids there's Stuff coming down the road. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, but I'm going to challenge you on this one. Okay. Because... uh,
0: You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to have a Reese's while you're challenging me.
1: (laughs) Go for it. That's like product placement. (laughs) Anyways. um, Reese's, if
0: you just heard us mention (laughs) the fine peanut butter and chocolate flavor of your... Okay,
1: I'm going to product placement twice. Those aren't Reese's. Oh. They're Kirkland brand. Because we buy in bulk. (laughs) All right, so... I'm going to challenge you on that statement you just made because here's the deal. Christian kids or kids raised in a Christian home who go to public school, they can be addicted to pornography too. And they can go into debt too. And they can have lousy marriages and lazy lives.
0: They should. They're in a the public school. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but the Christian parents <laughs> think that they're going to avoid that. That's okay. the
1: difference. Yes. Somehow this bubble, this um, giving them lots of theory and, oh, this is how you attack the world, but we will not want to actually put you there. You know, we won't actually go into the world ourselves. Um, that is, that's what's going to protect you. Is sure. that really is what's going to protect our kids? No. No.
0: No. I mean, just, uh, you know, do you remember in the 1970s? Remember, again, we're back to the best. <laughs> no. John was, Travolta was in a movie called I The Wasn't... Boy in the Bubble
1: yeah right I
0: so you know (laughs) they kept them in him in this bubble
1: right because it
0: was the perfect space and if he went out he was going to die from bacteria
1: that was a Seinfeld episode too
0: right yes okay it says moops
1: (laughs) all right so so,
0: um but you're right what what it is was some of these Christian homeschoolers Mm -hmm. and I'm saying some because I've seen them yeah these parents set them up for the perfect marriage yeah they go out into this perfect marriage and they don't Know what to do.
1: This isn't just um, theory on our part. I mean, I can, if I were to name names on this podcast, I could name for you where we have seen this. And, we're gonna and, name names. Go no. Name <laughs> no, we're not.
0: Okay. Well, we won't use real names.
1: No. Okay. Anyway, I we've seen one of two things. We've seen total destruction. Where, where um, a marriage, or forget the marriage, where a, a, a child coming out of a homeschool environment that's so protective or so rigid or so um, bound by rules and this is what we do do and this is what we don't do.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to that. Okay. I actually have another one.
1: But that, those kids can, can enter into adulthood and totally run the other way. Sure. Like doing it and and one eighty that is so far in the other direction because they they don't know where their hope lies, yeah. it was in the rules, it was in doing things quote unquote right, it was in being in the bubble, it was in we don't do that like those worldly people, okay, and then the other aspect of that is you've got those kids then who are just as big a Pharisees as their parents, and they enter into these quote unquote perfect marriages, and they are so riddled by sin, but they can never. Find freedom because they can't be transparent, sure they can't tell their parents I am addicted to pornography and I was hiding it for years in our home i i am not, I'm in an unhappy marriage because I didn't really love her, I was just trying to get out of my home or whatever it is, sure. right okay and, and again, so it's
0: not specific to just Christian homeschooling. not at but all we've seen it a lot. Yeah. That's yeah, why, and, yeah, and that's what this is. This yeah. is homeschooling in real
1: life. We, and, and let's, you know what? Let's put ourselves in the mix there because we have seen this in our own children and in our own lives yeah. where we are trying to, to find something else to give us hope. If, oh, if only we would have this much more money by the end of the month. And if only our kids could be in that co-op, if only I could have this relationship with this, this young man, if only, if only, if only, if only. Yeah. Those are hope in other things statements. So,
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. on this, it's just, I mean, listen again to what Harry Potter says. Mm -hmm. People are willing to listen to Harry Potter. What use is this? If we're going to be attacked, it won't be risk-free. Yeah. There's going to be risk. And you can either choose to prepare your children for that, Mm -hmm. or you can choose to constantly isolate them from that until you finally release them on their own. Mm -hmm. And then what? Then what? Second thing about Dolores is there's a whole series in this in this scene where she becomes um, kind of like chief uh, inquisitor. And she literally carries a clipboard. Oh, and she literally carries a tape measure.
1: She sounds like a Pharisee. Yeah, so
0: she's awesome. She's There's this one scene really, the choir director singing, and she's standing behind him. He's, a, he's a, a little, like tiny little, I don't even know what kind of character he is, but he's he, you know, yeah. tall. Yeah. And she's behind him, measuring him <laughs> with a tape and saying he doesn't measure up. Okay. And again, this doesn't just happen at Hogwarts. I see this I've seen this yeah. in churches. Oh
1: goodness, And I've seen this yeah. in homeschools. Um, I've seen it in our home. Yeah.
0: I've I've seen this in you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, yes. that we're not meeting the standards. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it comes from comparisons, mm-hmm. it comes from pride. We talked about this last time with homeschooling as a buzzkill. Yeah. That, that happens. And what happens? And we start having inquisitions. And, you know, <laughs> what are some of the things that we measure each other up to? From appearances mm-hmm. to um, participation in culture. We just mm-hmm. talked about um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We measure one another up. And, oh, that family, they do this. Or yeah. or they don't do this. Yeah. Um, so this is just another. I mean, I I just love this character. Because um, she... She just so represented so many things that we've seen. Yeah. And that, you know, a lot of times I react strongest to things I've seen in my life.
1: Sure. I think that's all of us experience.
0: Yeah. And then getting back to what you just said, this third part of her, well, she has this line in the movie where she says, pruning prohibited practices. That is her job is to help prune the prohibited practices. So those Mm. things which weren't allowed... She's there to help prune. Okay. And she talks about clothing standards Ooh. at the school. She talks about relationships. That's
1: a favorite topic of homeschoolers.
0: How to talk, how to think, mm-hmm. and you know what does she do? She gets a new law <laughs> for everything that's going on, and then in this one room, she nails the wall the laws up on the wall, <laughs> and uh, and so the awesome. kids see. Him. She also hires a, a group of students to help her figure out who's breaking the laws. Oh. So um, I love what happens in the movie, and this is exactly what we see in real life, And that there's this totally comical student revolt. And these, these two brothers uh, fly in on brooms. Sorry. We're down to one listener now. <laughs> <laughs> um, these, two, these two brothers fly in, and they just wreak havoc. And as they fly out, all of the laws explode Hmm. the glass goes flying off the wall so you know what do we see here again in real life when there are laws and when they're being held to laws you eventually find that kids are jumping ship yeah and we've seen that because they can't
1: keep up with the rules um let me tell you a little story about one of the children in our home okay when our now 18 year old was seven years old he came to me one day. Um, I remember sitting in the schoolroom, and he came to me and he said, Mom, I know what the F word is. And I said, oh, do you? Okay. Why don't you come whisper it in my ear? I'm For thinking, our one <laughs>
0: listener that's left, we promise we
1: the, won't say the F word. It's fire engine. Oh. Yeah. No. So I said, you know, what? Come, come tell me in my ear because what I didn't want was him announcing it to the rest of the children in our home in case they didn't know what it was. So he came and he whispered it in my ear and sure enough that is exactly what it whispered. And I said, okay, yes, that, that's it. And, um, where did you hear this word? Or, you know, how do you know that that's what it is? And he said, oh, well, it's scratched into the picnic table at church. (laughs) Awesome. And you know what? That was a really, a bit of a bubble bursting moment for me because we had been in a church setting that seeks very specifically to, Uh, shelter children from those types of things in hopes that they won't be tainted. And, And here we are living in the world in a culture where kids in the Christian school where our church met had scratched an obscenity into the picnic table and What was my response? Is it to to put my hand over his eyes and say, don't you ever look at that again? Don't you make sure you don't say that? That's rule number 362 in our home. Or is it to say, all right, let's have the conversation. Why is this not a word necessarily that our family is going to choose to use? Sure. What's going to be your response when you see that scratched on the wall or on somebody's t-shirt at the ballpark or um, when... You hear it come out of the mouth of somebody you respect and love. What's your response? What's so a gospel response you to You are doing
0: something exactly opposite of what this character Dolores Umbridge did. <laughs> Which is because in the movie yeah. she never builds a relationship with her students. Hmm. She only
1: holds them to the holds law. Holds them
0: to a law, holds yeah. them to a standard, talks about um, pruning those prohibited practices. Okay. And and never builds a relationship. And they were ne- then again, these students were never allowed to take their education out of the school, out of the classroom.
1: And what is her hope for that law? What is she hoping that law is going to produce in these kids? Because what I see in what I saw in ourselves, selves, in our own home, and what I see in, in families and in believers who are always trying to uphold the law is their hope is misplaced. Again, it brings it back to that. Their hope is that the law is going to produce something in their children. Sure. Yeah. But what is the real hope?
0: Well, obviously the real hope is Jesus. And the
1: righteousness of Christ, because we are, in fact, Pharisees, and it will never be the law that saves us or keeps us.
0: Yeah. So she, I I guess, same thing. She's, you know, she's just looking at, let's get rid of all the behavior. When you only deal with behavior, you never quite get to the heart. Mm -mm. So... Our episode this week: homeschooling, Harry Potter, and Halloween. I don't think we could have touched on two topics more controversial this week. Um, do I think everybody should run out and see Harry Potter? No. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this, this, they're great movies. Okay, I'm a movie guy. All right. Um, mm. I don't. Th- if you're still with us, I'm, I'm, I'm sure now we have nobody left. <laughs>
1: My my mom. Can I say one more thing? Funny thing this week happened. At, um, our daughter attends a school part time, and she was in. She was at her class, and they had this uh, this like you know rah rah spirit week. Not like like evil spirit week, but like um like homecoming or that kind of thing. Like school spirit week. Yes, thank you. Okay. Well, you know I didn't want people to get confused. Um, we're talking about Halloween. And so today was dress as your favorite literary character or something like that. And she dressed as a kid from the Harry Potter series. And her friend at school um, is also a kid from a Christian home. And her friend dressed as somebody from the Hunger Games (laughs) book. And they both got a kick out of it because our daughter, Abby, is not allowed to read the Hunger Games series yet. But here she was dressed as Harry Potter because we've allowed her to read those books. And her friend is not allowed to read the Harry Potter books, but she's dressed as the Hunger Games character because that's allowed in their home. And I think it's just a really great illustration of Christian freedom and, and families making different choices. Maybe a lot based on our, their own experiences, or based on what what they maybe their relationship with the child and what they know that child can process, or the conversations they've had with them. And this is the deal, folks. This is where our grace can pour out over other families who are making different choices.
0: All right, that's homeschooling, Halloween, and
1: Harry Potter. Hmm. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to find other homeschooling radio programs, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL, or on Twitter at homeschool IRL.